let the right one in. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. On the Thank other you. side, <laughs> wherever you were. Yep. Cruising around in uh, heavily armored vehicles, hopefully. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. We'll see. So this is New Release, a TV and sometimes movie podcast where each week we watch something new and then decide if we want more. More yep. me. <laughs> <laughs> you get me every week. Um, whether Ashley's here, yeah, whether Derek's here. <laughs> you can always um, hear me talk to you. But... Um, <laughs> This is episode 176. I can't believe you skipped the monumental 175th episode. Oh my gosh. We could go back. You can re-record it, right? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, we are going to go back. So usually before we talk about the main subject for the episode, we look back on past episodes. Um, we're done with the bear. I know I say Ooh. that every week, but it's... Officially done. <laughs> it's officially done. It is cooked. We are probably done with Sean White because I'm guessing you're not going to watch any more no, of that. Definitely not. You know what? I forgot uh, every time we do this little recap, there's a show that I was actually going to uh, continue watching and it totally fell off my radar. Oh, um, is it the Seth Rogen show? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you had a bad breakup with Platonic. Yeah. You stopped like six or seven episodes in. Uh, I think I made Maybe like sooner? four or five actually. Oh, okay. Because like I wanted how, oh. it to get better, but I just hated it. So yeah, we took that little. I mean, we both kind of binged the first half ish of mm -hmm. the the show, and then I was gonna wait for the rest to come out <laughs> and watch the back <laughs> half. You definitely, I I I was a little bit swayed by your reaction, or you know, I yeah. mean, I'm I kind of could see that happening to myself so i don't know i might i might pick it back up now that i remember it exists i mean let me know <clears throat> excuse me from my throat let me know what you think because seth rogan's so unlikable <laughs> it's really hard to watch yep a brave performance but maybe not a fun one <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well speaking of seth rogan the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie is out oh wait no <laughs> we're we're talking about another 90s property for previously on this week, it was a video game. It was a movie. Mm -hmm. It was Twisted Metal. Ooh, Your I remember favorite... you playing that. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. That's what I wanted to ask you. If you remember what you remember about the game. I remember it was more like GTA, right? Like it's a Grand Theft Auto kind of thing, sort of. Is it, I mean, and I remember the ice cream truck. That's yep. really the main thing. <laughs> It Other is... than that, I'm not really sure. Are you delivering? Is it kind of like the show where you're no. delivering packages? Okay, cool. It's a fighting game with uh, with cars. Is it like it's... an arena? Yes, exactly. Okay. I it. mean, like there's GTA elements, and I think more come in um, as the series goes on. It's more of an open world, but for the mm -hmm. most part, it's like uh, stages where you're fighting um, in a destruction, a demolition derby, trying to be the last oh. car standing. Okay, and then you and then you get a wish granted um, yeah. and those wishes are usually like a monkey paul style outcome <laughs> where <laughs> be careful what you wish for mm, okay so and you know we talked about the plot last week i did some deep dives into like um youtube videos explaining the history of twisted metal there is some mm -hmm. plot there but um as far as the the show goes it is much more of a character based you know mission story where um a character gets a package to deliver and the show kind of it's not like a new package every week i know um how much how much have you watched just the first episode okay so it's the whole season um not to spoil everything but the whole season is you know basically an extended um delivery of that that one thing so it's not mm -hmm. like oh there's another mission of the of the week um it's a good show to binge because it doesn't like 
each episode isn't necessarily satisfying <laughs> on its own. <laughs> yeah. But I found the series overall quite quite satisfying. And once I realized how campy and, and silly and and just kind of um um not serious it was taking itself. Mm-hmm. But what about you? I'm curious. Um oh we have we have a caller. We do. <laughs> Sweet tooth is yeah, back well, again. Well. Hey. Yes, without without my music this time. Hi. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump up Jen's audio this week so she doesn't sound quite as ethereal. But um, <laughs> uh, we were just kind of getting through our intros, and Ashley has watched only the first episode of Twisted Metal, so she's about to let us know if she's a Derek or a Jen in this um, oh. show so far. Oh, cliffhanger! Um, so I watched the, yeah, so I watched, I want to be a Jen, but I didn't, I did not watch the whole season. So, um, I, okay. So I don't have Peacock, so I could only watch the first episode and then I had to pay for the second one and I didn't want to do that. So, but yep. I did click, like I was going to watch the second episode cause I really, the intro to sweet tooth. I was like, Ooh, let's go. And it was like, pay $6 a month. And I was like, not worth it. And so that's where I'm at. It really puts okay, the well, premise. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I tried. It puts, it puts the premise of our podcast to the test. Normally it's like, oh, are you willing to watch one more episode when you all you have to do is let it autoplay? But right. in this case, you actually had to pony up cash. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't want to pay six dollars for this. I mean, I like the first episode. I thought it was interesting. I like Anthony Mackie a lot. Um, and then I know Will Arnett's mm-hmm. in it, or maybe just his voice is as sweet tooth. I don't really know how that works yet, but that's not his body. No, I know. That's why I was like, if there are two different <laughs> is it his is it his voice on someone else's body? Yeah, a happens? professional wrestler. Cool. Okay. That's why I was confused because I was like, I know Will Arnett's playing sweet tooth, and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> this is not right. Um he really bulked no, up. Yeah, he got he got big. Um and I also really like, uh, I think her name, the one who plays Quiet, Stephanie Beatrice. She was in like, uh, yeah. what was that? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, yeah. And I really like her. So I was like, oh, the cast is great. End of Campbell, but I just not going to pay for it. So, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let Jim give you a sales pitch in a, a second, but I will warn you, even <laughs> if you do pay the $6.99, which I did, you know, you can pay for one month. So basically, <laughs> you're committing. Um, you know, you're like uh, going to see a movie and you can yeah. you can pay a la carte and then assume you're going to cancel it. You do get commercials on the entry level. So plan. annoying. <laughs> so there is that. Um, and if you um, want to borrow Derek's um, very official Google Doc that he created, somehow he got college pricing <laughs> or oh, student okay. pricing. So, <laughs> Doesn't um, sound he, illegal at all. <laughs> nope. Um, it's, you know, it's light rule breaking. Nothing like the characters in this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Jen, I'll, I'll let you could try to convince Ashley. Why would you can, you know, implore her to keep going? Well, I'm not going to implore her to have to pay six ninety nine. I think that's insane. <laughs> six ninety nine for one month of Peacock—that's ridiculous. I love the show, but you know, she'll be able to uh, not illegally download it at some point, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you don't have to—you don't have to um, pry her her cold hard cash away from her but just what what do you think it's better about the show is it well or like you know what would be your reason to tell someone to keep going money money aside uh i mean just just the constant influx of insane characters that you get to meet and then it, it all sort of comes together at the end and it makes a lot of sense as to why You've been trudging through all these people. This is almost a different group every episode that you're running into. But they're all right. adding something really interesting or batshit to the situation. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was really entertaining. And then when you find out at the end what's, what they're setting up for season two, I want to see that. Very, very intrigued. Hmm. Yeah, okay. same. So I, I kind of watched it in maybe two or three chunks. I finished it last night. You'll be pleased to know. I guess I texted you about it. So you <laughs> are already pleased to know. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just such a, like, 
high stakes but not emotionally heavy show it's you know you could compare it to the last of us you could compare it to all sorts of post-apocalyptic um material right, but it's not supposed to be that serious no it's supposed to be wild and silly exactly and then like the violence is really over the top but but fun and funny like a good you know um horror movie that's that's got like ridiculous kills there's there's some of that the the characters like you said are so um kind of like over the top sweet tooth being the most extreme example and every episode is uh, i mean well maybe i don't know Fair. someone who could maybe give <laughs> oh yeah someone um friend of the podcast jamie is <laughs> a huge fan of i don't know if ashley knows I who we're talking about, no i have no idea yeah yeah do you know jason manzoukas ashley yeah what character is he um he doesn't show up until pretty far Preacher? in so yeah Hmm. he's kind of a cult leader or a holy a holy leader oh interesting okay yeah he's a wonderful actor so yeah Hmm. not worth six dollars and if you're familiar with his work but yeah if you're familiar with his other work you can pretty much know what to expect in this (laughs) yes except like that's a again where the show is going to some is pushing the boundaries to some pretty extreme places it also it kind of reminded me i mean maybe this is a stretch, but I also just finished Eastbound and Down and just kind huh. of like the boundary pushing, not Eastbound and Down, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, uh, the newest okay. Danny McBride show <laughs> where they're always just kind of pushing the boundaries of like sexual and and um, and edgy humor. And there's, yeah. there's some of that in this show. Um, it's, I was thinking like Jason Manzoukas was, was awesome. There are some points in the show that are a little less you know evenly written or like consistently um fun as uh you know one of my favorite shows ever <laughs> so that's a high bar but um i i do like the humor overall and i like the tone of the violence and and um i agree with you jen that i asked you last time i last week i guess i had only seen two episodes and i wasn't sure if the they were gonna there was gonna be a tournament in in the show so the one thing then i don't ashley's not watching it and mild spoiler for anyone listening that hasn't finished it i thought episode nine kind of felt like the climax and then this happens sometimes in shows and then the final episode of the season i was a little like i don't know less less into than the one before it because that one does kind of have like a vehicular showdown um, and then okay, that's just kind of, I didn't remember if that was nine. And that scene was awesome. And again, the yeah. soundtrack, Cake, perfect use yep. of that song. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the soundtrack actually would be another reason to keep going. Just you kind look of it up hits. on Spotify and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be probably. Um, <laughs> that would be You're a, in a good for a start. Wild <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like, again, like My Immortal used. Oh, probably better so than. Funny. I mean, it's not supposed to be funny. It's just so dramatic. No, it's kind of, it's supposed to be a little funny. I mean, it's both, it, it, that's the perfect example of the show having it both ways and in, in a, in a good sense. Like it is a serious scene. It's like, um, I was making a little off the cuff list of most shocking character deaths of all time. <laughs> Again, oh. slight spoiler. <laughs> we won't say what it is, but, um, so I felt like I really felt the emotional connection of that scene but also it's fun it's it's ironically you know it's it's winking and funny yeah. at the same time um which is hard to pull off it's true yeah um okay well so not only do did we both finish the the series we both want um a season two and maybe by then um it'll be <laughs> peacock will one. probably be Should defunct <laughs> And they'll have sold it to Netflix or something that that you have. They'll yep. have sold all their content oh, so we'll... because I don't think Peacock is doing great, despite this hit. <laughs> all right. Well, well they also um, have Cocaine Bear. Yeah, the the service is fine. I just think like every time you read about industry, you know, streaming industry news, they use Peacock as a punching bag because the subscriber count is really low. And then I don't know if it's Peacock or 
another service that like had the rights to Suits. Did either of y'all watch Suits when it was on I'm USA? I'm watching it right now. Yeah, so it's a huge hit oh. on Netflix. Yeah, six years later, <laughs> because Netflix has you know hundreds of millions of subscribers, whereas you know if they had just put it on Peacock, it wouldn't have probably been a hit. It's really fascinating, just kind of like huh. basically the 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 syndication effect when we used to watch um, Simpsons or Seinfeld or whatever was on TBS in the evenings. You know, like now that's Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so huh, someday yeah yeah i mean that's that's just like one com- one example but the the fact that suits is one of the most popular shows on netflix and it's just like <laughs> they just bought the rights to it from another network is 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 very fascinating huh. um right on well jen um you should absolutely stick around for the beginning of um our main discussion so we're going to start that you don't have to stay the whole time if you don't want but ashley um i can never remember do you want to talk about or (laughs) do you want to give the the setup and then i'll play the trailer yeah uh basically a bunch of new zealand kids high schoolers find this embalmed hand that australia that was new zealand are you sure oh dang it i'm wrong shoot Whatever. Australian kids find this embalmed hand and um, it leads them to the spirit world and crazy shit happens. It is called Talk to Me and it is only in theaters. I let you in. I let you in. Oh my God. okay that was the sound at the end of the hand like Mm. (laughs) uh oscillating back and forth on the tabletop so yeah i'm uh, jen and i saw this movie together a week or so ago um so we more or less know each other's reactions to it but i'm very excited ashley to um to hear what you thought yeah Um, Yeah, oh go ahead sorry jen no, no, I would say I don't, other than the people we went with, I don't know anyone else who's seen it. So I'm very excited to hear what you think. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, but my only thing is, which is always with Drew knows, there's always like a thing. Um, it felt to me like it was a PG-13 movie with rated R gore in it, which is weird. Like uh-huh. it didn't feel, it kind of felt like a Final Destination type movie to me like kind of more geared toward like i expected more gore and more like horror aspects um not saying it's a like it's a good movie but that's just what i went into like i thought it was i thought it'd be scarier so that's like my main yeah i think what's always we've talked about this before like what what people find scary like so the ring is one of the scariest movies i think ever that's a pg-13 movie so it's like there's over-the-top gore that might like make someone feel more disturbed by an experience. There's just kind of like just tension that, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a PG 13 movie can be scary, but mm-hmm. that might hold back in the gore. This is R rated though. Um, yeah. And, you know, like hereditary or something might strategically deploy more shocking gore (laughs) notably one scene but there's like not a ton throughout the whole movie so i would say in this they they use it pretty um strategically i have been watching all this content from the philippu brothers Um, they were youtube creators for a long time they make these insane like action um high production value youtube videos that have this stunt choreography and special effects and like some of the most um impressive youtube um content you'll ever see and they and a lot of it is like just over the top shock value gore and they purposely didn't do that they said that they had um some versions of the movie or the script that were way gorier um and so they also made this movie you know obviously in australia with Australian actors, they didn't mm-hmm. tone it down for 
um, studio reasons or marketability reasons. They had pretty much complete creative control, but they did kind of tone down some of their own like shock impulses in favor of, I think, character rooted um, mm-hmm. drama. Sure. Um, but but yeah, Jen, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that note? Like, were you scared by this or just captivated? I mean, I, I I guess no, I wasn't scared. It's not like I, you know, went home and slept with the lights on. I thought <laughs> a demon was going to come for me. But uh, some of the gore, I, I guess maybe just with the one character. And I don't know, maybe it, that just affects me for some reason, but slamming his face into the desk and then <laughs> oh yeah, into the <laughs> tile wall in the hospital, that was like, ah, <laughs> no, thank yep. you. And then drinking his blood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. But I guess, again, I guess I didn't really think about it. There's not much more than that, is there? Other than the, the kangaroo the and then the film her. Is really shocking. Yeah, the opening. Yeah, yeah. The op- opening is shocking. I just, I guess, in my mind, I just pictured it to be like super scary. So when I saw it, I was just thinking, be like, oh, this is gonna be terrifying. Like I'm gonna be sweating. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, like that was a good movie. And like it wasn't just wasn't scary. But well. Were you more scared by him? Um, we talked about, I don't know if you, have you seen the new evil dead movie, Jen, evil dead rise? I have not. Okay. Well, that movie's gory. Actually. Super, super gory. Like, but you weren't, were you scared by it or just, no, no. you were sick. You were literally sickened by it. Yeah. I couldn't eat any cookies, which is so, a disappointment. So <laughs> that's what you want. You want the, you, you should watch the terrifier too. Um, oh no. Just clown. Ugh. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, that was the only like critique. I mean, I thought the concept was really interesting and like the visuals were great and the actors were really good. Um, and I also want to know who are the hand came from? I like to know the history. Yeah, I would like to know that too. Yeah. The, yeah, basically we just get the previous owner. Um, that's the opening of the movie. They're the previous person who was like under under the spell for too long. and And so they kill themselves they don't actually well they do they kill themselves but then they we think that they killed their brother but the brother actually pops up later yeah he stabs yeah. the brother and then stabs himself in the face in the head yeah so i think he did kill himself yeah yep <laughs> um yeah, he did. that's pretty much i mean as we find out um and obviously we're spoiling this movie as as this movie progresses that's once you've been under for too long that's pretty much um there's not a lot of hope that you're ever going to snap out of it so um, your fate is kind of sealed like the main characters in this movie. Um, but the people around her, you know, are <laughs> somewhat able to, I mean, she's able to, to, to get them out of it uh, to some degree, but I don't know. I, I, I thought this movie, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I really am not entirely. I don't, I'm not sure what happened at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Did her. Yeah. I mean, not. I, we don't have to skip ahead all the way to the end right now, but I just, I don't understand what they were trying to, because they never really set up any sort of rules. Right. You know. Yeah. So there was. Yeah. So basically we see, um, we can talk about the end, um, and get everyone's interpretation. Cause we also saw it with, um, our friend Z and, um, she seemed pretty like definitive on her reading, but you know, to each, to each their own on, um, I, I think that, I think there is definitely some open-ended questions at the end. So Mia is trying to, um, basically everything goes downhill because she's still processing like the two year old, um, suicide, it turns out of her mother. And so her dad kind of keeps some information from her and maybe is trying to, um, protect her feelings, but she is able to connect well with (laughs) of spirit version or just a complete, you know, imposter, version potentially of her mother with through the hand so basically the hand uses the person that is um um interacting with it as a surrogate and they can enter you and so other people that 
you don't really know like i don't think you really know what you're doing when when you're possessed but the people around you can like interact with the possessed person so she gets to interact with her mom at the expense of the younger brother of of her best friend and so she forces him to stay under too long and that's when he smashes his head into the counter <laughs> and he's yeah. basically um incapacitated for the whole movie so the hope is that she can redeem her pretty poor um pretty poor actions by at least saving him and she throws herself like we think she's going to throw him into traffic but she throws herself or she's the one that gets hit by the car. Is that what we're talking about? I mean, with the ending, I mean, and then what happens after that? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like in that moment, there was some part of her that was like, Oh, I, I can't push him into traffic. Like I need to sacrifice myself or whatever, but yeah. See, I, it, miss, or I interpreted it differently than that. Go for it. Okay. Um, I thought it was his sister, older sister ran down to them and like caught him in time. And as she has the momentum to push him, she like holds the wheelchair like the sister does. And then she goes into traffic. Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not the sister, but she, yeah, I didn't she, think it as yeah. Mia saving or trying to like, like put herself in harm's way. I thought she was still trying to get the brother to save him by pushing him into traffic and that the sister saved the brother and then Mia went into the traffic. I don't know if she pushed her, but that was my interpretation oh. that she wasn't trying in any way to like right her wrong. She was just like, Oh, if I push the brother into traffic, then he won't be hurt anymore. And like this underworld of pain. But, yeah. There's, there's definitely some back know. and forth where Mia um, is like, she's possessed and she stabs her, um, <laughs> her father in the throat. So that's uh, another yeah. fucked up scene that also is gory enough. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah. And then we think she's going to the hospital to kill the to basically put the brother out of his misery because she has been everything we hear from the spirits. We have to to kind of take with a grain of salt because one, it might not actually be her mother Two, They are you they're preying on everyone's weaknesses to get them to carry out horrendous acts. So mm-hmm. I assume everything right. that the, the spirits are doing is is malicious and maybe not you know um accurate they're just preying on our kind of um our trauma and weakness and so when she gets down to the the street or whatever with the wheelchair yeah at one point we don't really know what her intentions are yeah um and then we do know that she gets hit by a car <laughs> and then we see like right her dad kind of wandering through the hospital and then I think we see, which, you know, presumably he's dead. So she, and then the kind of twist ending of the movie is that we see a new set of kids interacting with the hand and she's on the other side of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Jen, right, are, that's not, yeah. no, the, the part that doesn't make any sense to me is, and this is, I guess the reason why I thought she jumped because they do briefly show that family when she's wandering through the hospital and the kid is totally fine. And they're all sitting there laughing. Mm-hmm. And so it, he did seem to be saved, but it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Or is this just her perceiving that she saved him? I. Yeah. Great. Question. I would probably lend. <laughs> I would probably lend towards. Yeah. The lot, the second one, because she he might recover but he's not recovered yet and they're not happy yet and her dad's also almost certainly dead so everything we're seeing is um a fantasy but some of it might you know <laughs> have a, a semi happy ending and uh yeah it does seem like she's she is now you know on the other side because i mean she's literally on the other side of the <laughs> of the hand but uh, oh, I that, yeah, that, I have no doubt she's dead. But uh, okay, I got you. Okay, I just I didn't know if it was you know sacrificing herself save the kid or if that was even supposed to be part of it. Or, I don't. I was confused, but yeah, yeah, I I, I I agree. I think it was a little vague, but I don't. I wasn't necessarily confused in a bad way. It just kind of gives you a few more things to think about. 
Um, sure. as, yeah. As far as just like a possession movie or a movie that could just feel like a formulaic premise. I, I, I was yeah. really impressed just kind of with the execution of how everything like slowly got worse and worse. I mean, maybe not that slowly, but got worse <laughs> and worse in like a, a natural way. It didn't just like, I don't know, all of a sudden turn into um, uh, a paint by numbers horror movie. It felt like <laughs> the characters were always acting. She wasn't acting in a, in a smart way, but all like whether she was being influenced by the, the demons or whether she was being kind of like um, um, weakened because of her trauma, all that felt very realistic to me for this type of movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for me too. And I think that even, which is so interesting to me, because I like how they started it off with the, the hand and making like more of like a party trick. Yep. I was like, this is wild. I was like, but then if I was in high school, like, would I want to see this? You know, like I don't, you know, when you're like 14 years old and you're like, oh, someone has this like crazy hand and they like see things and it's really trippy. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem that far fetched. I would scary. <laughs> I would probably want to see it but I wouldn't want to do it. It's just the same thing when I, you know, as a kid, yeah, people want you to do Bloody Mary. I wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> same. Yeah. I actually was scared of Ouija boards for a while. Oh yeah. Terrible. If not, if not still. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> I, I think like this is my, one of my overarching horror movie theories, but it definitely think it applies here even more. So is like people hold characters and movies to standards that, are sometimes unrealistic because you know you're watching a horror movie and something horrible is gonna, something's going to happen. But mm-hmm. if you're in that moment, I think they do a great job um, and talk to me of having that little like party montage yeah. where, okay, you got over the initial um, shock value of it. Now they're just yeah. kind of having fun going around the room, <laughs> doing it over and over again. You know, the only rule they really do establish is you can't be under for more than uh, 90 seconds or whatever amount of time it is, um, um, which of course they break. But before they break that, it seems safe enough. It seems like kids experimenting with drugs or experimenting yeah. with, you know, whatever, like, and, and there's also the component of it, them having cell phones and it being in the era of, of um, viral uh, videos so you would want to post about it. You would, you know, like if you weren't there, you would have heard about it through your social network. And like, you'd be jealous that that these kids had this insane experience and you're missing <laughs> out. So like there's mm-hmm. FOMO. I, I think all of that is, again, by movie standards, quite believable. Yeah, me too. Um, which, it, but it's frustrating. Like, I don't, I don't hold audiences. I don't. I expect them to get mad at the characters when they make poor decisions. That's just good. That's good filmmaking. So it is very frustrating when Mia keeps the kid under too long. But yeah. again, it's yeah. it's rooted in her. You understand that she's um, so uh, enthralled to see her mom, um, and she's trying to get closure or just trying to reconnect with her. And so that you know, it's believable enough. And it's, it's, she really fucks up <laughs> and there's yeah. huge consequences <laughs> and her friend, um, you know, she loses her, her best friend and her surrogate family and eventually her life. So, yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dark. Um, what, uh, what else stood out to y'all about this movie? Any, any other highlights or, or whatever you want to call them? Oh. <laughs> um... I don't know <laughs> if I have anything besides, I mean, I just, the gore for what it had was like decent. I just wanted more of like a build, like a suspenseful build. I think that was what I was missing. Like, obviously it's not gonna be like a hereditary or something where I was like terrified. Um, Cause that's not how they created this movie, but it just felt like this doesn't sound so silly, but for me, it was like lighthearted horror in my mind. I don't know. If that yeah. Makes that's, sense, but... it's interesting <laughs> that you felt that way. Cause I, didn't really feel that way. I mean, there was maybe like basically up to the point we were just describing where they're having f- fun with it, where all of a sudden I was like, I realized I was getting too comfortable 
and yeah. I, uh, something horrible is about to happen and then as soon as the thing happens with the brother you know now it's now it's a horror movie again and and uh, they're going to be <laughs> dealing with that the rest of the movie uh, but yeah. up until then yeah i think it did a good job of kind of keeping it light the the chemistry between the the characters is really good like we don't know I assume y'all don't know any of these actors. <laughs> no. Um, no. Cause they're all basically new to American audiences and pretty new, I think, um, to Australian audiences. So that's kind of nice when you don't have any expectations with, um, with the characters and there's just kind of an interesting eclectic group of, of people, but doesn't feel as forced as it sometimes does. And just, a um, a show where you might throw like every every gender and ethnicity in into a movie they just i don't know they felt like authentic um characters and i hadn't seen any of them before so i was i was along for the ride of just spending time with the with the the people in the movie too yeah and I, yeah and i think the you know i mean you already said this, but the lightheartedness was intentional to kind of take you off guard so then when mm-hmm. he starts bashing his own face and it's way more jarring i think than if you're already knowing to expect that to happen yeah yeah and one thing we did mention that's not exactly gore but the makeup and the effects when they sort of become possessed is really impressive oh, that was the, great. the gargling yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like that like the the sound effects are what get me a lot of times in movies. So I did like that piece. The, the whole scene with her where she's, you know, laughing and telling the little boy, like, ooh, they like you. She yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Sophie Wilde plays Mia. She's basically the star of this movie. <laughs> and uh, she, like, showed up on set one day just had like learned how to sing in French for that possession oh, yeah. montage where she's all of a sudden singing oh, wow. like in that creepy voice and in, in, in French. And, and so they had planned, I was just hearing an interview with the the directors. They had planned to like dub that over cause it's a different sort of a different voice anyway, but she just like showed up and was ready to <laughs> ready to do it. And yeah, her character, I mean, she has to, play those different roles when she's possessed she has to play like through all this like really heavy um character trauma and she has to be a kind of unlikable it's it's uh, a really impressive performance for for her yeah i forgot about the french singing which i really liked i like that part yeah that clip is really cool i was actually there's this um editing focused podcast and they were breaking down that scene where it's it's really musical and edited like a music video and and the movement of it um is is well choreographed one thing that um maybe we can talk about on a future episode if if y'all watch any of the um Rakaka brothers that doesn't sound like how they <laughs> pronounce it but the the <laughs> Philippu brothers youtube channel is something like Rakaka and okay. um uh i'd be really curious like there are all these like i mean it's a different medium than than an hour and a half movie it's like frenetic you know five minute um action scenes of of harry potter fighting pikachu or um, ronald <laughs> mcdonald um getting his head blown off it's just like Whoa. insane um pop culture mashups but they're the choreography in the in the youtube videos is really frenetic and there is some cool stuff in this movie, but it's it's much more um, restrained. And uh, I don't know, was there anything about the filmmaking in this that that y'all noticed? Hmm. I mean, besides like the party montage, not really. <laughs> kind of looked like a standard horror movie to me, but that's fair. I'd have to maybe rewatch it. Yeah, I I remember a lot of framing and like, um imagery from a movie like hereditary in this i think it's more fluid and more kind of like um i don't know like like that scene's energetic but the rest of the scenes to just kind of have a natural like the way when people get possessed and and the characters take over and they're 
they're really good at filming these kind of like jarring movements of of um performers <laughs> which yeah. happens a lot in this yeah i could have sworn that's that guy was gonna break. The dog. oh yeah that was just like ugh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. About that. <laughs> I intentionally blocked that out. I was like, that's not a thing that's like scary. It's just disgusting. You yep. know? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, okay. So since this is a one-off movie for now, we could answer, do we want more in a couple different ways? Um, they've said that they've already filmed to, to y'all's question about wanting to know more backstory. I, they've mm-hmm. already filmed a prequel. Um, I don't know oh. if it's meant to be like its own movie, but they might release kind of uh, you know what would be bonus content in the era of <laughs> of uh d- yeah. of physical media so they might release that on youtube at some point but do y'all want to talk to me talk two me do y'all just want more philippu <laughs> brothers movies what do, do y'all want more of this um universe jen what do oh, you think uh i don't necessarily need another talk to me um, except for I, I, you know, the prequel sounds great because I do want to know where the hand came from. But I would see more of their movies for sure. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I'm on the same I'd page. See more of those actors and movies. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it'll be really interesting to see if they um, they've said they've stated they want to keep making movies with you know their Australian crew and in Australia and with the performers that they they like. Um, they had opportunities to expand kind of the budget for this early on. Um, but like I alluded to, turned it down in favor of having more control and, and they were getting like pretty uninspiring notes from, from, uh, studios that wanted to fund it. Um, this was like, this <laughs> play that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but they, uh, they also, you, uh, from their YouTube channel, you can see that they, uh, are interested in a lot of pop culture stuff. I think the one property that they've been rumored to um, maybe uh, be in line to work on is Street Fighter. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, which totally makes sense for their... Like, I don't think they're they're definitely not only interested in making horror movies um, and they love action, you know, um, filmmaking. So that would be... That would be interesting to see but it would obviously require working with um, <laughs> a studio and, and accepting some yeah. some uh, constraints. Yeah, I would watch that. I would watch more from them. Um, like Jen said, I don't, yeah, I don't need another talk to me. Maybe like a 10 minute thing on the backstory of the hand just because be interested, but that's, I don't need a whole movie for that. So yeah. they're, they're kind of handsome Australian bros, by the way, y'all oh. see them on, on YouTube. <laughs> they're like <laughs> pretty charismatic and, and likable. And, uh, that doesn't hurt <laughs> when you're just, when they're like, uh, YouTube creators. Uh, so there's that. Oh, they're pretty young too. Yeah. Yeah. They're young. This yeah. is their first movie. We didn't, um, say that, but they went straight from making, I mean, they've been making these YouTube videos for a long time, um, and putting a lot of resources right. and, and effort into them, but this is a huge opportunity for them. And, and they're just like, there's all these videos of them geeking out at Sundance and they, and <laughs> their dad being super excited when they tell him and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a heartwarming story and it will be, um, I guess to answer the question myself, I'm definitely excited by <laughs> whatever they do next. I, yeah, I, I would be more excited probably by something new than a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said that they wouldn't mind making a sequel. And obviously if there's money there and you can get a film made, you uh, <laughs> take the opportunity, but um, right. I'd be more excited for something new. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we've got, um, let's, let's, what do we, what do we uh, have to wrap up with Ashley? Yeah. So each week when you watch a movie or show or whatever, we take something from that movie or show and we sell it in our new release gift shop for some profit uh <laughs> tbd mad profit <laughs> so much money um so i think you guys from twisted metal have a motorcycle with two sidecars i don't know if that's a real sized motorcycle or if that's what that it's is a dog-sized motorcycle with 
Derek with human and sidecars myself or Derek and Jen <laughs> uh, yeah maybe we need Perfect. three sidecars or four who knows Perfect. yeah but Roxy's <laughs> driving oh great very safe okay um and then we have things like uh pills for giants not giant pills but pills for actual giants from a Virgo um we have charm bracelets from Platonic and a really tiny bikini in a vial from the Idol. If you remember that show, it feels like it's been three years. It's oh, terrible. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, what do we want to take from this movie and sell it? I mean, obviously, the hand is like pretty iconic for this movie. I was thinking a hand candle that you would light the actual like fingertip, and then as the wax would melt, it would change colors. Do you remember those candles back in the day? We had um, one that was like yes. 20 different colors. Um, well, that's, a, it could be. That's kangaroo. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the, the um, horrible kangaroo scene. Yeah. What? Did I not? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that too. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh. That's a bad, a bad omen earlier in the movie. Um, so we can have a kangaroo with its guts hanging out. Um, well, you can pull be- its guts out. Yeah, I mean that's good for the core hounds, yeah. like Ashley. <laughs> it could be Velcro, <laughs> and then you open the Velcro and you can pull the guts out and put them back in. Okay, great. A kangaroo <laughs> with a gut pouch. Got it. It can also be a dog toy. I feel like my dog would really like that. So. Oh, your dog can you can learn how to pull out guts. Yeah, exactly. Right now she has a burrito that she pulls out avocados out of. So it's basically that's, the same thing. That's lame. Yeah, we need we we need, <laughs> we need intestines. Not serious. Yeah, yeah, not scary enough. You're right. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> Halloween. Cool. Okay, well, that'll be a big seller. Um, now we have to decide what to watch next week. Ashley, did you end up seeing Oppenheimer or no? I did. Yep. Okay, so that's an option. Um, have you ever watched Reservation Dogs? No, but I've seen the trailer for it a few times, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's really oh. good. I mean, this is season three, so you'd have some catching up to do. <laughs> they do a recap um, probably pretty well. I don't know. Yeah. Asteroid City dropped on Peacock. So we could do the streaming release of that because we already we saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last wildcard one, um, I'll play the trailer real quick uh, because I feel like this is a tough sell, so to speak. But I'm excited about this um, docuseries, kind of like a investigative um, going going on the inside and trying to fix um, a corrupt industry. So this is telemarketers. We try to take them down from the inside. Funding on my motherfucking mind. Pat and I had vowed to expose the industry, and it seemed to be evolving into something bigger and weirder than ever. Political action campaigns. Robocalls. Federal Trade Commission. Congress. This guy does not want to talk to us. So we figured we'd get something to eat. Oh, there he is. See the food. Go, 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 go. Get one. Regulating telemarketing is like regulating Somalia pirates. Just can't be done. Okay, we'll stop there. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> huh. All right. <laughs> I didn't know telemarketers were that hardcore. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, it's got kind of like when some of the footage, like a Wolf of Wall Street, like energy, like Weird. or workaholics meets Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. maybe. And then they're, you know, actually on a mission, though, to um, to bring them down. So there's going to be some drama and some hmm. some, you know, kind of stakes there. Um, okay. It's a three episode docuseries on Max. I don't know uh, how long the episodes are, but I feel like it's that or one of the movies I mentioned, Ashley. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good from this, the trailer, but we have a lot of options now to choose from, so. Uh, okay, we'll pick throughout the week. Um, okay. It can be, we've already watched the movie. Jen, have you seen, um, you haven't seen Oppenheimer or Asteroid City probably, right? I have not, no. Okay. Okay. Well, if Asteroid uh, City is on Peacock, I can watch that. Oh, man, another Peacock shout out. I actually can't, but luckily <laughs> I she already paid. saw it. It's fine. I paid four thousand dollars to see it. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good option for sure. We could do some Wes Anderson. Um, you know, Ooh. looking back on on um, his career over time, but I'm probably going to watch Telemarketers uh, regardless. <laughs> so if anybody watches that and wants to talk about it, we can do it. If not, we'll do. Asteroid City. So 
that's pretty much it for this week. Thank you again, Jen, for joining. It is definitely yeah, thank you, yeah, thanks, Jen. More quiet in your location, and I should be able to <laughs> um, <laughs> should be able to bump up the uh, the levels uh, to a nice a nice place. And um, yeah. it's been great Just, having you on. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, um, listeners out there can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast platform. Ashley? Don't talk to me. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even I didn't even tell y'all that I had to tell two kids to shut up during this movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow I'm like, a true, in. like a true mom <laughs> well they talked to their entire like trailers and I was like okay well that's annoying but like whatever it's trailers which I didn't love but I was like oh it's fine and then they started talking during the movie and horror movies have all those quiet scenes and I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me right. and so I turned around because I was like if it gets to a point where it's like boiling point like I'm it's not gonna be good so I need to say it earlier during the movie and so I just turned around and I was like can y'all not talk during the entire movie and they're like, oh, yeah. And I was like, thanks. And they didn't talk one word the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, wow. if they were assholes. Yeah. I mean, they you know, really, once you said something. They respected their elders. They're like these two, like, William and Mary kids, because we went to see in Williamsburg. Um, but uh, it was just, I was like, if they talk through this whole movie, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So they did not. Do you have so, a packed theater? What? Was your theater packed? I feel like ours was pretty busy. Yeah, we no. were like 80% full. Oh, no, ours wasn't busy at all. It was like a matinee on a Thursday or Friday. I think there was like eight people in the theater, but they're just talking so loudly. And I was just like, can you guys not oh, do yeah, this? Gotcha. So annoying. So. Well, good for anyway. you for, for you know, bringing it up because it yeah. could have ruined your experience. Yeah, because it, it would, definitely would have because they were just they were just so chatty about just dumb shit. And I was like, okay, can you guys talk any other time? Just any other time. <laughs> Ironic. Wait, why do you, why do you pay movie. for a movie to... <laughs> Okay. Well, I think young kids are used to those streaming platforms too much. So when they go to the theaters, they like just talk and think it's like they're at home is my perception. Gotcha. Anyway, wow. <laughs> that's Ashley's yep. venting corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely leaving this end. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.